Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Something that kind of shocked me a couple days ago was one of you, the listeners, dropped me an email. And in the email, it was an article from Bloomberg, which I you see these articles, that basically said, rich kids are counting on inheritance to pay for retirement. Well, alrighty then. Well-off young people say they need money from relatives and friends to guarantee their golden years so that they can stay golden. 63% of affluent children between the ages of 18 and 22 say financial stability and retirement will depend on inherited money. What do you think about that? You've got kids right now. You're taking them up on vacation. You're taking them water skiing or snow skiing, snowboarding. You're throwing down the big money because you're earning the big money. You're not saving a lot for your retirement. And you're learning that 63% of these affluent children are counting on you to leave them money or someone. This may be a signal of desperation, not greed. Because when you take a look at these people who are 15 to 22, they're, they're freaked out by student debt. It's a well-known thing. Whether you're the parent, the student, or the spouse of either or, you know, cue the tiny violins. <clears throat> the mass affluent want to stay affluent, right? But again, it, again, it shows you that we're now starting to really approach life as student loans are going to be a weight around our children's necks, even the rich kids' necks. Again, Generation Z, or kids between 18 and 22, are most likely to say they'll rely on inheritances for retirement. Only 20% of baby boomers say that. That's a big difference. Huge difference. 60% down to 20%. Generation X, about 38% are counting on their parents. And I hate saying it because it sounds so rude, but mommy and daddy to pay for retirement. (laughs) I'd be cautious on that one because I've seen it all too often where mom and dad inherit money and dad's always wanted a sports car we didn't know that and dad's always wanted to add an extra room onto the house so he could bring the grandchild and he doesn't quite do the the quality work that he should for a hundred thousand two hundred thousand two hundred fifty thousand dollars and suddenly that money goes away fast so just know that counting on an inheritance is not a good idea so just when your mom's about to die from sickle cell anemia or leukemia or jaundice or, I don't know, some sort of horrible disease that eats her brain, there's going to be a cure for those things. And you're going to be like, oh, I was about to inherit $200,000. Now she's going to live four more years, and it's all going to be gone. But I guess the kids have a grandmother. Right? That's how some people approach this. I'm not kidding. 
So um, with that out there, how do you feel about where you are in setting up your retirement? I'm going to do a big event coming up uh, in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, 6.30, on the 28th. You can sign up to figure out where you are in your retirement by going to uh, Rob Black Show, robblackshow.com, and sign up for the June 28th event, 6.30, I'll be there early so we can chat because it's a classroom-style thing, and it goes pretty fast, two hours of the break. Um, there's always some sort of refreshment, wine, coffee, or something, right? So sign up at Rob Black Show for June 28th. Now, I do have another giveaway, too. If investing isn't your thing, and let's just say 1980s cover bands are your thing, or popcorn, or kettle corn, or people with fast cars, or fast pigs, world's best fair food, um, winner 800-516-1220 is going to receive a family four-pack to the Alameda County Fair. It's going on now, June 15th through July 8th. Big new rides, live horse racing, tasting events, extreme action sports shows, pig races, food, 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 and concerts every night. You can learn more by going to alamudicountyfair.com. It's alamudicountyfair.com. And again, June 11th through June 15th. Um, are the giveaways. So we're going to wrap this up sooner than later. The fair goes on through July 8th, June 15th to July 8th. You can call 800-516-1220 to get your family four-pack of tickets. It's a pretty good deal. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Are you counting on inheriting your parents' money? If so, please be careful. That's all I'm going to throw out at you. Because uh, it doesn't always happen like that. So some of the big stories out there today, trade wars. Trade wars. Google placing a $550 million bet on China's second largest e-commerce player. So in the world of Amazon and Alibaba, Alibaba is the big Amazon of China. Who is the next one behind that? It's a company called JD.com. And Google and JD are going to make a partnership. Now, many, many, many years ago, Google had their search engine there, and they kind of got into a lot of trouble with U.S. media and China's government on, you know, we want to turn over emails of a, you know, someone who doesn't have China's best interest in mind. Um, so Google needs a little bit more visibility in that country again. This gives them visibility and it makes it convenient for consumers to purchase with them online. It gets the Google giant back in the world of relevance in China. JD founder and CEO Richard Liu told CNBC recently that a trade war would be horrible and it would end up hurting a lot of American brands. So you can kind of see how it gets kind of sticky, right? Google wants to make a relationship with JD.com. JD.com sells goods online, kind of like an Amazon. Some of those goods are American. Some of them are Chinese, and you get the idea. Um, Snap CEO Evan Spiegel said, the innovators win in the long term. And he's kind of got a, a thing against Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, because Snapchat comes up with some great ideas, and they implement them. And the next thing you know, Facebook's copied it. I'm cutting down my Facebook usage at least 30% a year year over year. I got to imagine to a point, at some point in time, I just turn it off. 
if the photos that I put on Facebook are still relevant and saved on the Apple Cloud or the Google Cloud or Google Photos or something, I, I could so delete all of you. But if you want to sign up for my Facebook page, you can go to Rob Black Show, robblackshow.com. You can find me on Facebook under Cron4, Rob Black, Cron4, Rob Black, or I Hate Rob Black is my group. I Hate Rob Black is the group. Facial recognition is trippy. Have you noticed on your iPhone that if you go to photos that there's a segment of pictures of people that tells you this is the same person in every photo and it asks you to put their name down? And it ties everything together. But mass facial recognition boom led by the Chinese government will be big money for NVIDIA. Now, there's a lot going on there. Facial recognition's not really all that in more yet. It's there, for sure. But for China, and we've already talked a little bit about that, potential of facial recognition real-time spreading to other countries and setting them up at World Cup matches so there's terrorism can get cut down. Good thing or bad thing? Traffic monitoring by the government, good thing or bad thing? NVIDIA is in the right place for it. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Don't forget about the seminar. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or kdow.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Let's do kind of a lightning round, per se, of headline news and see what we got out there and see if we can't digest it to make any sense of what to to imply. The Dow fell more than 200 points out at the open as trade worries persist between China and Donald Trump and China, his administration in the United States. Um, I'm trying not to absorb a lot of news right now on uh, political news. I'm just trying to take a little bit of a break from it. But I saw something kind of interesting where, you know, some Canadian citizens are going to boycott things like Coca-Cola, the all-American Coca-Cola, in large part as a way of saying, you know, screw you, America. Uh, we don't like the way, or screw you, U.S., we don't like the way your country is approaching us in being partners of business. I get that. <laughs> Another big headline out there that I really like because it's kind of like the story behind the story. Disney's expected. Well, I'm gonna. The story behind the story is AT and T and Comcast are going to be some of the heaviest debt burden companies in the world because of, of pursuing so many acquisitions. Now, think about that from your perspective right now as an investor and as a human being. Let's say your partner you know, has a hot dog stand and they want money for another hot dog stand. So they go out and sell the car and get another one. And then they're like, you know, this is catching on. Let's get another hot dog stand and the cash in their 401k. And then he's like, this is really catching on. You know, we need a hot dog uh, stadium or, or we need naming rights on a hot dog stadium or we need an office complex that is worthy of our hot dog name. Trust me, it, it happens somewhere out there. I'm not sure where, but it happens. So, where do I go with this? You're probably asking. So, a lot of debt can ultimately come back to bite you because you have to pay it back. Whether the United States Treasury, whether it's you with your credit card, or whether it's Time Warner or Comcast. And when you see companies like Apple take on huge amounts of debt when interest rates are low, you're like, dude, you're making so much money. But at least you're doing it at a low interest rate. It's even like the United States. When we get into an area where we need to raise money to build bridges or fight wars, 
it's fantastic if the 10-year treasury is at 1%. It's horrific if the 10-year treasury is at 5, 6, 7, 8%. Same thing with your home. If you got into a home you know, six years ago and you got like a 3.25% mortgage, I got a 3.25% mortgage. I'm never giving that up. It's really low. If I were to get one today at four and a half, I'd be like, I'll give that up for one at four. So those rates do mean a lot. AT and Comcast are very debt burdened. So either they're going to have trouble paying back or they're going to have trouble borrowing in the future. Well, maybe not because they got good cash flows. You pay your bill every month with AT and T, or they cut you off. You pay your bill every month with Comcast, or they cut you off. But I'll tell you what, I killed one Comcast, one Comcast, one Comcast box. Uh, I'm trying to cut down on services from them and add to services like uh, YouTube Live. So. One area that I think is going to be interesting is Disney's expected to add some cash to its bid for 21st Century Fox. And to do that, they're they're going to need to raise money. Now, Disney's got a huge hit. Did you see the Dumbo live entertainment? Um, Tim Burton preview that dropped last week. Pretty cool. Now, I never liked Dumbo. To me, Dumbo was a circus animal, which I don't like circuses. Dumbo was an imprisoned animal, which I don't like imprisoned slavery of, of animals. And he was hit. It was too dark of a cartoon for me. And uh, hopefully they do a much nicer job because I don't need those Dumbo nightmares rolling around my head any longer. I've been to so much therapy, I'm borrowing money like a Disney and Comcast, right? Just so they could buy Fox. So now Disney buying Comcast is all about media, right? I saw something that we're going to spend more on video games this year than we do at movies. And that's worthy of note. That number's been growing. Now, video games are a new movie. Um, J.J. Abrams, the guy who did Lost, where you're like, wait, these guys crash landed on an island, half the plane's gone, and there's a hatch. Wait, wait, we, we don't even know about the hatch till the end of season one. And is the, is the island really there? Is the island not there? Did they really crash? Did they die? And J.J. Abrams brought something special to TV, and then he rebooted, he rebooted Star Trek, did a nice job with Christopher Fine, Chris Pine. Then he rebooted Star Trek, Star Wars, and he did a, a nice enough job where people were like, hey, at least it's better than the Lucas ones, the prequels. So that's out there. But he said recently his bad robot company is going to get into video games. So this is how I'm tying this all up. What if Disney were to about face and say, you know what? We don't need all of 21st Century Fox. We'll take some of those assets. But maybe we go out and buy a company like Electronic Arts or an Activision Blizzard or Sony. What if a Disney were to go for another media company like a Sony? Probably not going to happen. But what if they were to go for a media company where we're consuming dollars for content being generated, like Parts Unknown and Fortnite? You know, Fortnite's going to pull in more money than any other movie in the United States this year by three times. It's going to pull in over $3 billion this year. So you start thinking about Avatar. I see you. You complete me. I see dead people. You start thinking about all the great entertainment that we've got that we've paid eight, nine, ten, twelve dollars for. I gladly will pay for a free game. <laughs> it's free, um, but I'm not going to be a whale. A whale is a person who gets a video game and then suddenly they're like they're they're consuming it and they're they're paying for you know, digital hats. They're paying for digital farms. They're paying for like you get it. You know, Lady Gaga once released a song on Farmville. Do you see how media is kind of cross-pollinating? Music's getting into video games. Video games are getting into... Like, do you see why Disney would want a bigger video game industry to support? How about their movies? You know, hey, video games now are 60 bucks if you just buy the game, but, you know, it's 120 bucks if you get, like, a 10-month uh, subscription. 
there's a lot of cash flow there. And do you remember how we started the segment by saying Comcast and AT&T have a lot of debt because they've got a lot of cash flow? They've got some of the best cash flow in the business. So at the end of this year, I was looking at the, the slate of games coming out. Microsoft got Gears of War 5 and Halo Infinite. That'll move the stock. That won't move the stock. That'll be a story that I'll talk about. How many millions of dollars are going to be spent? How many hours of work are going to be dropped? Do you know that people take off from work to get Madden NFL 19? Do you know that they play for 36 straight hours, sometimes in a diaper, so they don't have to leave their, their computer? That's coming out later this year. Sony's got a Spider-Man game. Electronic Arts got FIFA 19. Take-Two's got NBA 2K19. Electronic Arts got Battlefield 5. Take-Two's got Red Dead Redemption 2, which I'm looking forward to. It's an open-world Western game. And if it can copy any of the whole Westworld success, you, we all want to be cowboys. Nintendo's got two games coming out for the Switch. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. So the end of this year, we are inundated, crowded, packed. Sony's got The Last of Us Part 2. Great game, The Last of Us. Uh, man's going to save a little girl from a zombie apocalypse. He has to take her to a bl- hospital. Turns out the hospital just wanted her blood because she was pure and we could reverse the zombie process. No! Spoiler alert! But these are big games that are going to pull in eyeballs and time. They're going to take it away from television. Going to take it away from Netflix, maybe. It's tough to Netflix and chill and Xbox and PlayStation all at the same time, but some people could do it. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up in 10 days. You can learn more about what I'm going to be investing in, what I'm looking in at the end of the year. Plus, we have a big election, a huge election. You can learn more at Rob Black's show. Going to be in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, 630 to 830 on the 28th. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money investing and more. Apple's going to automatically share a user's location with emergency services when they call 911. I was thinking about that over the weekend. I know you're saying you have a lot of time to think, don't you? Well, sometimes, yeah, you do. Apple's going to automatically share your location when emergency services are rung 911 in the future. New feature will be part of iOS 12, the upcoming software update for the iPhone and iPad. Uh, we'll let the emergency locations you know, find you more quickly when in need. So we rely on 911 enormously as a community, and it's a it's kind of an old telecommunication app. Pick up the phone, hit 911, get connected to an emergency service person. Why not have your phone participate in helping with sharing the GPS? I'm okay with it. You will have an option to turn it off, um, and that may bring up some issues. But the idea of, you know, I live in earthquake country. The idea of me getting to 911 on my phone when trapped under rubble, awesome. When they tell me, like, what, where are you at? Um, can you just look at my phone for me, please? <laughs> I'm stuck under rubble. Help. That's kind of where I would go with that. But it is what it is. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There was another uh, piece of news with the Supreme Court and Apple. The Supreme Court is going to consider Apple's App Store commissions in an antitrust case. This would change 
the investment in Apple forevermore. The Supreme Court said they're going to take up Apple's bid to escape a lawsuit accusing of breaking federal antitrust laws by monopolizing the market for iPhone software applications and causing consumers to pay more than they should. When you download Netflix from iTunes, from the App Store, and you subscribe, Apple gets a cut. Now, you can also do it straight from the website, Netflix, and you get the idea. Now, getting a cut's not rude. Amazon gets a cut of everything they sell. eBay gets a cut of everything they sell. Um, StubHub, holy mackerel. Try buying aftermarket tickets and not feeling, you know, I got to be careful <laughs> in this day and, age, uh, day and age of hashtag me too. Try, try getting some tickets on StubHub but not feeling used, abused, or something else, right? So one company has been pushing Apple, who collects the payments from iPhone users, charging typically about 30% commission on each purchase. And developers pulled in over $20 billion in 2016. So let's figure out 15 to 30% of that goes to Apple. And all they're doing is facilitating the purpose a lot like eBay, Amazon. You cool with that? Does it deserve to go to the Supreme Court? Do you see how losing 30% of $18 billion would be sizable? Especially going forward over time as phone prices should drop. But then again, will it? Won't they? Won't they? Will they? Won't they? Will they? Won't they? So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Don't forget to get a big seminar coming up in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge on the 28th. That's 10 days from now. It's a retirement and income planning seminar. As you get older, don't blow all your income and your assets on a second home until you have a budget, until you figure out what you're going to be spending on in retirement. Is it going to be your first home? Is it going to be your health care? Is it going to be... Um, a big fat steak dinner once a month or spam every day. So you got to know. And th- these are the type of events that are really good at kind of, you know, s- not scaring you, but showing you it's expensive to retire. 800-516-1220. You can sign up for the event. It's coming up in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, June 28th at 6.30 p.m. Sign up at Rob Black Show. Use code radio 25 to get in for free. Um, some other stories out there of note. Again, trade war is a big one today. Homebuilder sentiment. This was the big economic data. Our government gets together and they robble. And they figure out like every week we should give you some first-time unemployment claims. Every month we should give you the employment numbers of what's the employment rate in the United States. Every month we should give you new home sales, existing home sales. And they help compile all of this data. Homebuilder sentiment. Um, kind of tells you, are we going to be building new homes or not? And like, I drive up and down 101. I go to Fremont. I might go to Truckee. I might go to the beach, uh, Monterey. And, and I pay attention to how many cranes I'm seeing, the economic development. Home builder sentiment fell two points in June. It's still a pretty good reading. But home builders are guys who say, um, we're going to buy some land and we're going to call this, um, This new parcel of land, it's going to be in South Santa Cruz, right next to the dump, and we're going to call it Millennial Beach. And if you buy a place on Millennial Beach, you will get an awesome hot tub view of the junkyard. Awesome. That sounds pretty good. Sign me up. Go ahead and develop it. I'll pay you a million dollars for one of those. So home builders build homes based on their confidence of, can they sell you something? And at what price? 
Rising lumber prices have added nearly $9,000 to the price of a new single-family home since January 2017, in part because of tariffs on Canadian lumber that went into effect last year. Uh-oh. So, rising lumber costs have added $9,000 to a home in a year because of rising lumber costs because of, of Canadian tariffs. Builder sentiment fell two points to 68 in June. Still a pretty good number. Any number above 50 is considered positive. It's like when someone asks you, how you feeling? Yeah, I feel pretty good. Instead of, I don't feel so good. If you're feeling pretty good, you might go for a run. If you're feeling pretty good, you might borrow money. If you're feeling pretty good, you might fall in love. If you're feeling pretty good, you might be an economic stimulus. Builders are optimistic right now that housing market conditions as consumer demand continues to grow for housing. We don't inherently say we want to be forever renters. We don't inherently say we want to stay in a mom and dad's house forever. On occasion, we kind of want a home sweet home and, you know, watch HBO on our own place and Game of Thrones and not go to our friend's house and have them spoil it for it for us because apparently it's too drunk to, you know, sit down and not blab the whole show. Housing starts have been climbing steadily. So we're kind of paying attention to some like the data inside the data. So there's a severe shortage of existing homes for sale, and that's pushing home prices higher, faster. There's weakening affordability with higher interest rates. These are all things that should kind of feed into home builders saying, whoa, Nelly, let's slow down. Let's not fit, find 10 projects to develop. Let's find the 10 that we, or let's find the six that we think are going to sell out. And we can, we can uh, back burner the other ones. We'll get to them. We will get to them. I promise. Just not right now. So, and then, so maybe instead of building 10 new developments, they're developing seven new developments. So suddenly they need 30% fewer workers, workers that have been immigrating to America, workers that have been working in America, suddenly are finding themselves more competitive to, you know, uh, find work. So prices can go down in that, that world, right? As far as labor goes, it's a lot going on. And it's kind of what I want you to walk away from sometimes with data is it's a lot going on. Um, Boeing, for instance, is not a canary in the, in the coal mine. I know you're saying, do people still use canary in the coal mines as kind of a, a starting conversational piece? They do. High flying Boeing just hit an air pocket closing out last week with its worst weekly losses since March. Now, it hasn't been that long since March. But Boeing is all about the future, right? We can't wait to go on vacation. We can't wait to travel. It's I'm not going to say it's in our DNA, but I need a vacation to Hawaii. Oh, I'm in Hawaii. I need a vacation in the mountains. Oh, I'm in the mountains. Oh, I just want to get back to work. And I get there from via plane, right? Boeing's unattractive in the short run. It looks expensive. It had a huge run up based on the whole world was going to travel more for business and vacation and just for demographics. The more people we put on this planet, the more we're going to fly. The more planes we put in the air, the more likelihood that, you know, one of them is going to crash. You know, the odds start to, you're going to hear more and more stories about terrible turbulence because there's more planes up there. Not because there's more turbulence. It's because there's more planes. Now, sometimes it is more turbulence because they change the plane routes, but that's totally off basis. What my point being here is, is that Boeing had a bad week. People gave up on it. And it's just like, you know, that movie, you can't, I can't quit you. It's tough to quit something. 
So when Boeing is rocking and rolling, and it's telling the features is is golden, and we got like wonderful things ahead of us. The world wants our product. Investors get excited, and when investors start going, okay, this trade war can like sap worldwide wealth. Maybe people are going to start selling Boeing. Maybe we don't need as many planes as we thought. Boeing's not a, a pure. It's not a pure canary in the coal mine, but it's pretty darn close. Boeing's up 21% for the year. So if you're going to say that we, we need a break, it could be in companies that are growing faster in the world economy. It could be in companies that are growing faster with like dreams built into it. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Don't forget, 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning Seminar, June 28th, Palo Alto Elks Lodge in Palo Alto, 630 to 830. Good event with CFP, Chad Burton, myself, uh, all about income and retirement. You can use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Go to robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com, and use code RADIO25. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Remember the good old days when Kathy Lee Gifford was enough to make you want to get on a Royal Caribbean cruise? Listen to her lovely, dulcet tones. Hear her sing about how great life is, and then suddenly jump off the boat and you're missing. Remember when it just took Kathy Lee to push you to the end of the world? Well, Royal Caribbean keeps trying to figure out new ways of doing it. And one of the reasons I will never go on a boat cruise is A, there's other people on said boat cruise, <laughs> and B, they're all gross and disgusting. They all cough, they sneeze, they touch me. Um, they wear the same clothes for seven days in a row. Like I, I don't like cruises. They're not my thing. I know you're saying you've never been on a cruise, have you? It doesn't matter. Royal Caribbean Cruises is trying to, in, to inspire people like me to come to their world. So Royal Caribbean has got about a, they agreed to pay about a billion dollars to start going into luxury and expedition cruises. And that's, uh, that started to sound a little bit more like it. So I want to go off the beaten path if I'm going to go on, you know, a boat. Or if I'm going to go to the edges of the world, that's more exciting to me than going to uh, Cabo Wabo with 18,000 other Americans. So thank you. No interest. We will be boarding in one hour. Please be on time. But yeah, so like you can go to the Galag Post or you can go to Antarctica. You can go to Easter Island now on some cruises. And it's kind of like, yeah, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Again, I don't know. So, But it, again, it shows you that Wall Street's all about product. Oral Kip Rubian's paying a billion dollars to make a deal with a company that's cooler than they are. And that's important. You got to stay cool. It's literally like, again, going back to the media companies and how they're panicked right now. ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Disney, they're panicked from Netflix. You know, I own shares of Disney, and I'm okay. To me, it's... it's I think some of these bigger companies have a way of figuring it out by acquiring some of the smaller companies and just waiting them out. And then sometimes just... Coming up with a better technology that makes you kind of want to, you know, blow up um, some of these smaller ideas. So there's a great irony to the merger craze that's sweeping the world right now, and that 
the deals are all being driven by people wanting to catch up to Netflix, even though a few years ago, ABC, ABC, CBS, Fox, Hulu, any of them could have bought Netflix. Apple could have, like with, you know, lunch money. In 2013, Netflix was launching House of Cards. It had a market value of about $10 billion. Their board of directors, if you offered them $20 billion or $30 billion, they would have almost had to say yes. Now, Comcast and Netflix, you know, um, it was rumored that Comcast was going to go after Netflix 18 months ago. And Netflix was still valued at $52 billion. So it's gone from $10 billion to $52 billion. So that, let's say $100 billion. Like, you could see why these companies are all going after 21st Century Fox, because it's cheaper than Netflix. Doesn't mean it's better. In 2014, Verizon laid out $130 billion to acquire the rest of Verizon Wireless that they didn't already own from Vodafone. AT&T agreed to pay $49 billion for DirecTV. Charter Communications paid $66 billion to pick up the pay TV company Time Warner Cable. Um, so there's a lot going on with this whole 21st century Fox, Walt Disney, and Comcast, and oh, how, how much? every one of these companies could have been a rock star had they thought to pick up Netflix. Do you know how many people were screaming at their computers that Apple should buy Netflix? Because you're at the gym, and you're looking at everyone with their Apple AirBuds, and you're at, looking at people with their Apple phones, and their Apple cords, and their Apple watches. You're like, and they're all watching Netflix, right? They're all talking about uh, there's little kids who are staying up out past midnight on a school night and figuring out mystery science theaters and horrible things, stranger things, stranger than horrible. Um, some companies that have had big runs, expensive stocks that have had big runs and their fundamentals haven't caught up to them yet. Maybe, maybe not Twitter and snap. You always look for companies that, you know, uh, they're going to linger, but right now everyone's everyone knows they're losing a lot of money. But when the stock runs up significantly, you go, is that too far too fast? Now, like that gets you into a lot of trouble with Tesla. It may or may not get you in trouble with other stocks. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. A lot of talks about trade war today. A lot of talks over the weekend about trade war. And I think that's what's painting today's trade. Uh, not the World Cup, trade war. Now, we, we don't necessarily end where we start on any given day. So the story could give way, the weekend story, the weekend headlines, the weekend Trump said this. Uh, that could always give away to maybe a merger or acquisition, building up confidence that other people are going to jump in. Disney is expected to add cash to their bid for 21st Century Fox on Wednesday. Disney's a, a dangerous company right now to be near because they've had some disappointments. But 21st Century Fox could be a potentially explosive on the upside because Disney wants them, then Comcast wants them, then Disney's going to up a bid. Will Comcast come back with a higher bid? Will they split the company between the two? Will another white knight join in at the last second? It's happened before. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Big event coming up Thursday night in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, 6.30 That's Thursday, June 28th, 10 days from now. 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning Seminar, June 28th, 6.30 You can sign up at Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25. If you haven't been to an event before, RADIO25. 
and we will see you there.